Well, thank you for joining me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I was like taking another peek at your chart um, <laughs> today. Uh, just because you, you're like really someone who's here to share your insights and opinions. And like you have so many connections and channels to your throat from your mind and your solar plexus and your willpower center. Like you're really like here to, to share your wisdom. So I'm excited to hear about your, <laughs> you are, and to stand in your power as a manifester. That little eye roll there was very indicative. Um, so Catherine is also a naturopath. Yes. Mm -hmm. my second naturopath um and yesterday was a massage therapist so we're really like keeping it in the wellness biz um not for the rest of them though so just these three in a row and um she is a manifester which is pretty rare um also and I've found like in my own practice that I've dealt more with male manifestors as partners to the females that I was working with so like women who got readings with me and then wanted to get readings for their partner to find out like who they were. But I've, I don't have a lot of like, um, women manifestors. And I think that, I mean, I think you guys are less than 10% of the population. I want to say it's like eight or nine or something like that now. Um, pretty rare, pretty like, I think, um, we've talked a little bit about just like, I think that a lot of times for a manifester female or female identifying person, it can be like additionally challenging because a lot of the kind of qualities and um, the kind of like, just for lack of a better word, like don't give a fuck, I'm just going to do what I want kind of energy of a manifester is like more accepted in a masculine male identifying man body than it is a female. Um, so just like starting out with that, like, you know, manifestors are really here to empower people, to initiate. They're like the powerhouses. They're like the kings and queens of um, of of the times when when we had kings and queens everywhere. Um, they're also like pretty provoking for some people because they have this kind of like I hate the word repellent or <laughs> <laughs> That's just what it is. It can be I own it now. They, they have like a little pushback about them, you know. Um, so just like starting with that, like how has that experience been for you in learning that about yourself? Because I feel like similar to a reflector and even a projector, I feel like a lot of those people are the people who feel like they've gotten a lot of awareness or permission or something from their chart of like, oh, okay, this makes sense based on how my life was, you know, and now I feel like I understand myself a little bit better. Um, so how has that been for you? Well, that has definitely been my experience. And even listening to you now, it's like every time like there's a new nuance or something that deepens. Because I think when I first came to you, and it wasn't that long ago, like a year and a half ago, I think, um, so. I think it was like two years ago. And then like, you kind of which I also want to talk about that, like you kind of sat with the information for a year. And then you came back and you got some additional readings around like, purpose and manifestation or like your north node, um, to kind of expand on on your knowledge. But I really appreciated that you like, 
you really sat with it for a while, you know, which I think yeah. is important. Like, it's a lot. We don't need, like, I feel like sometimes in my readings, I give too, too much. And then I, I'm trying to like scale it back a little bit. So it's more manageable bites, you know, and I'm not overwhelming people with too much information, because it's a lot to integrate and to take in. So you took your time. So go ahead. Well, I feel like that first year, probably three there are a few themes, but the repellent aura was definitely one of them. And, um, you know, I often am told I'm very approachable. I even have to work on boundaries. So I was like, what? <laughs> you told me that? And then throughout the course of the year, I just started collecting all these memories of like times when I could sense people's energy and that they, you know, they, it was kind of like they didn't I didn't feel like we were going to be besties anytime soon, right. let's say that, right? And so then I just feel like it was this very valid experience. I didn't have a bucket for yet. So it was like now I've kind of collected them. And um, it used to really puzzle me. And so it was helpful to get that information. And depending on the state I was in, it could, you know, I like to think of myself as very collaborative, actually, and yeah. have a lot of people around me. So I would actually be kind of hurt or just like frustrated. And it's like, this person doesn't even know me. So um, I feel like that now it's actually kind of a running joke with the people in my life who do human design and me and my repellent aura. So yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, and I, I think I can laugh because I am lucky. You you always counter when I joke about it that like you have your people. You're meant to have your people too. And I do have like awesome people in my life. So I think I can you know that in that integrates um, once I had the information and had some time to adjust to it. Um, but yeah. it, it was an adjustment. Yeah. 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 Because. I mean, it makes sense that you're collaborative and that you like manifestors are meant to be good leaders, like they're really good leaders. And, um, and like you said, like, I always come back to like, you're just supposed to be you and then the right people will find you when you're doing that. It's like, manifestors often, especially female or female identifying manifestors kind of get stuck in like, dimming their light a little bit or like not standing in their power as much because they because they have this really kind of big presence um, that can be provocational, but you also don't want to like not be you. Like you want to be fully in your, in your strength and, and taking up space and, and, um, and like honoring your energy, you know, which is really kind of what we're all here to do. Um, so for uh, informing, we talked a little bit about, I always, I mean, I feel like, like a lot of times people are like, you know, we've all gone through our lives. Most of us thinking, Oh, I'm a manifester. You know, I just initiate in life and things work out for me. So a lot of times everyone who's not a manifester has to then deal with the fact that they like, no, you're not an initiator. You have to like wait to respond or you have to wait for an invitation or you have to wait for 28 days, you know, to make a decision if you're a reflector that a lot of people are like really jealous of manifestors because it's like, I have to do all this waiting and you get to just like step up and initiate. And all you have to do is like, tell someone what you're about to do. That seems so easy. But I think for people who are manifestors and like even some are talking about being a manifesting generator yesterday, informing is not so easy for you guys. Like you want to just be able to like do what you want to do and like plow through. And then like, we've talked about all of the kind of challenges around informing 
um, the, the, the fears around informing of like people trying to control you or people telling you no or, or, or confrontation, you know, are just like kind of making yourself small so that you don't have to have that confrontation or have, have that kind of challenge. So how has that been for you since you've learned about your strategy? It's really helped me. I hate conflict and confrontation. Anyone yeah. would tell you that my whole life. I would like, yes, I don't know if it's get small, but definitely choose my battles, right? Because there's also mm -hmm. like energetic factors and all of that. So it has helped me get a lot more comfortable with opposition and to not take it so personally and um, to have more strategy around it. Uh, part of, you know, we've talked about timing and, and that's been um, helpful as well, as well as the informing piece. I mean, when you were like, do you find that hard? Isn't that easy? <laughs> it's like, absolutely. It's difficult. Um, because I feel like I do have a good number of memories of feeling a lot of opposition and resistance. And when I reflect on that, I realize that I think a lot of the things I do try and ma manifest tend to be a little bit edgy or against the grain. So that probably, you know, brings it on. It um, doesn't always go with the flow as much, um, at least at first. So that's been really helpful, actually, in life and just like in conserving energy in terms of feeling more freedom and um, even just thinking about it more now, like where I am in my life. I don't experience as much opposition. And when I think about the times when I really did, I'm like, oh, I had no clue what informing was. And I totally, you know, consciously, let's say, right. And um, I would, it just felt easier to like go about doing what I needed to do. Like I felt like it was going to benefit people or be the right thing. And so that that was okay, you know. Um, so it's been helpful. It gives yeah. me more peace. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole goal is for it to create less resistance. And I think that a lot of times we think of, you know, um, some of the other types, maybe when we think about like heavy conditioning, like you hear a lot about projectors and like not getting enough rest and being conditioned into this like homogenized nine to five job that's not good for them. Um, but I think it's a little bit lost in like how conditioned manifestors can be if they grow up in a family who really doesn't kind of let them do their thing. Like if they have been put into a box or like they've been controlled in some way, or even just like little things that you wouldn't think like kind of letting a kid be more autonomous than you normally would let a kid be because they're, if they even went exploring a little bit, they're going to kind of make their way back, you know, they, but we don't tend to give kids a lot of autonomy. We kind of tend to like, um, put constraints on them, which is normal for kids. But I think like having manifestor kids with awareness of like, okay, this yeah. kid really does need a lot of autonomy and they need to feel like they're in control and they need to feel like they can make choices and also like they're not going to get in trouble for it. So like if they want to like go off and explore a little bit, they just need to tell me what they're going to do first, you know, and then it's going to be okay. But without that, you know, you start to kind of like shrink a little bit and maybe that's not the right word, but just, or make different choices because you're not, um, you're kind of conditioned away from, from, in, from initiating in that way, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it can be a mix, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, do you feel like I had a question on the tip of my tongue about what you said? 
Oh, do you, how has the, like, because just like projectors, manifestors can burn out pretty easily too. And like, typically their kind of role is to, to lead, to like start a project and then to like have some other people do it. You know, um, they talk a lot about manifestors creating passive income for themselves because they're not really also work meant to work nine to five jobs. And a lot of, you know, I actually deal with a lot of doctors and a lot of doctors I've dealt with have like projector wise, especially too, have really created a schedule for themselves where they only work a few days a week and they like set their hours up so that they're not burning themselves out. I'm assuming that you kind of work for yourself as a naturopath. How has that worked out for you? Great. I wish I had realized that sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did have, and, and just my own energy realizing I, you know, pushed very hard for a long time. And, you know, I, I treat plenty of people with chronic fatigue syndrome or um, who are, you know, in search of additional energy. So, you know, I even sent you people thinking that it would be helpful for them to understand what an yeah. energy management looks like for their type. And it's been fun actually to then incorporate that into their plans. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of how I got started. Like I was doing mindfulness coaching and meditation coaching. And then I started studying human design for myself and I started finding with all my clients, I would just be like, well, do you know your birth time? Cause I just want to like take a peek at this thing and see. And then I would start like poking little bits of it in, even if they weren't like super into astrology or human design, just like, Oh, like it might benefit you to sleep alone sometimes. Or like you need to rest more, you need more time alone or whatever it was. It became like really helpful tools. And then it kind of took over, but that's how it started. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's so, and when you were saying like about if kids knew, you know, so that yes. there isn't so much yeah. deconditioning to do, but better late than never, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I you also hope told that more parents use these tools because I just can't imagine a world where kids grow up like understanding how to listen to their sacral center or like knowing they need <laughs> to take a nap and that's what they need or, you know giving them a little bit more autonomy as a kid, even though they're young, because they're a manifester. So that's, I mean, that's even the founder of human design. That's what he talked about, like that this whole system that he downloaded or channeled was really for like the next generations, but we all get to benefit from it, you know, as adults, but it means like we're deconditioning and kind of backtracking and stripping away the societal and personal like things that we put on ourselves so that we can like get back to the core self. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and even when you were mentioning like what a manifestor is and like for me, it, it doesn't, maybe it will later, but it doesn't, it's not quite as streamlined as you make it sound like just go out and do things. At least for me, right. I had to really think, cause when you first told me that it did like some part of me, some energy that felt unnamed felt really validated. So that yeah. was helpful, but it also felt like it was deep within and, you know, kind of was like, didn't really know where its outlet was in, in my life. And over the course of that first year, and even now, I still am kind of like, becoming more aware of like where I manifest and how I manifest and like how that energy and for me, it, it isn't, I don't know, it's maybe like quieter or it just, it isn't necessarily our culture is like a manifesting culture you mm -hmm. talk about. And for me, it just, it, it presents a little differently. Like things I expected myself to manifest, those haven't necessarily worked out, but then I realize 
kind of like a deeper message or a deeper value or something I've thought for a long time, like that actually has manifested. It just looks different than I expected, you know? Yeah. We talked a lot about that um, a little bit in Summer's Live. And then I actually did a story about it today because I think it's so important to, I think that we can absolutely co-create with the universe. And I think there's a lot in manifestation culture that kind of makes people feel like, they're not doing it right or like there's something wrong if it's not looking like the way that they think it's supposed to look. And sometimes it's just not going to look the way that we thought it was going to look because that's not in our highest good. Or there are other factors at play, like where we live is challenging or on like a little bit of a line that's like bumping up against us. Or we have some stuff on our chart that makes it like a little bit more challenging. You know, I have stuff on my chart that's like, you have the capacity for a lot of wealth, but it's going to take you a while. <laughs> you know, like those things are good to know so that you're not like, well, all these people are like getting this thing. Why am I not getting this thing? You know, or, or like I said in today's um, story, like, I think it was Zach Bush said, you know, that, that poverty was really like the, um, like not having the time to create a new mind. And it's, I think that's such a powerful thought. Like not everyone has, you know, the space in their lives to constantly make those choices or it's harder or they're like sixth generation welfare poverty level. And like, Mm -hmm. it's a different situation than we're talking about the epigenetics of someone and how can they move past that? And it's like always different. There's just, it's such a complex, complicated system. And I think we always, there's a lot of culture that distills it into like, no, you just need to do this and you just need to do this. And if you just do these three things then you're going to manifest everything you want in life, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that. So Um, and I wanted to talk to you too, because you're also an emotional authority like me with a defined spleen like me, um, and like how that shows up for you, like making decisions, um, along your emotional wave, like, has it been super helpful for you to, you know, tell people that you're going to get back to them instead of like saying yes in the moment and like taking your time to make decisions and like, how do you maybe feel like your spleen balances with that because with the defined spleen, we're like getting those kind of lightning bolt intuitions, but with the emotional authority, it rules. So we're kind of waiting still for like our emotional wave to, to gather all the information that we need to gather to make the most informed decision. Yeah. Uh, I think those two pieces of information, like I, I kind of had a sense of those. And so then it just brought clarity around that and gave me more permission to like deepen that and do it more often. And um, when it may feel hard to ask for the, the additional time, like it gives me more confidence to do that, to know that I need it. Um, Cause sometimes that, yeah, that's one of it. It can feel like a hundred percent. Yes. In the moment. And then like 12 hours later, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> or, I didn't want to say yes to that. Yeah. And then sometimes it's even, you know, something, some new information from the universe comes in. So it's just like, oh, all right. That does change my decision. So, um, yeah, that, I do think that's very helpful. And, um, even I, I realized like the, you guys were mentioning, I caught this part yesterday with Summer, um, with the strategy to inform that sometimes it can be a good thing to actually have someone slow you down or mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause in some ways I feel like I can move pretty slowly already. So I try and speed up, but, um, sometimes it, it's helpful to have that kind of stop gap because new information may come in and 
So I see yeah. the benefit now. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Oh, um, you do know uh, some, cause we're like kind of doing these lives in preparation for like diving more into variables in the collective. And I'm pretty sure I've given you all of the, like, you know, that you're a mountains environment and those things. Yeah. So with you, I think we talked about with Emily, like how um, people with an open self-center like environment becomes particularly important to you, which is you have an open self-center. Um, do you feel like uh, the mountains thing resonates or like are there ways that you have integrated that or like tried to lean into it a little bit since you found out and has that like created any more because our environment is really about like helping us have the correct perspective and like seeing things clearly and having more clarity and sometimes it can be helpful with our authority especially if we're trying to like figure out if something's a yes or a no um to be in a correct environment um, which mountains has a lot to do with vantage point and like being up, but it also has to do with like taking like getaways to the forest by yourself or whatever to like clear your head and clear out so that you can like have the correct perspective. How has that yeah. shown up for you? That one was um, like, just had me smiling because mountains and like forests and everything of I mean, I love trail running and that's kind of one of my safe, happy places. And oh, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I, I have, I didn't even realize like we used my partner and I laugh cause I gravitate from this room when I'm done doing things like this and I go out to the kitchen and sit at the table and he's like, why don't you stay in there? You have a whole room. And then I was like, I don't know. I just like to work out there. But then I, had forgotten about passive mountains and then you sent me the newer reading that revisit it and I'm like oh because there's passive mountains out of all the windows <laughs> that's why yes. and uh yeah so that's definitely a reoccurring thing and then it's you know I did a career change and went to naturopathic school where we talk about forest bathing and <laughs> yes I love forest bathing <laughs> so yeah it seems like that rings pretty true for me Oh, I had one more question, which is because we talked both, I think Emily and Summer have passive, passive minds, which I was like, I said to Emily the other day, that makes you sound like you're lazy, but it's not. It's just like the way some of the wording in human design is. Yes. <laughs> um, but you like me have an active and uh, that means that like routines can really serve you and um, like eating a lot of food and being really nourished is important. Whereas like people with passive, like can maybe eat less food or like smaller meals throughout the day. Um, for people with active brains, it's like you really need to like nourish yourself or your brain, like the brain fog is going to be like up through the roof, you know? Um, and then like routines can be really helpful. Have you found that's helpful for you or? Um, yes, I, I definitely like routine. And then I also need to break routine. <laughs> so it's, uh, but yes, in general, like some kind of structure is mm -hmm. helpful for me. Um, and what was the other one you just mentioned? Um, like being really nourished and like, oh. sure that you're, like getting enough fuel. Yeah. I have a hearty appetite. <laughs> yes, <you do. laughs> um, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I just started this pro metabolic diet and I'm eating like every three hours and I'm like, I can do that. Like I can eat, I can eat more snacks. <laughs> sure. Um, is there anything that we didn't talk about that, you know, cause you've had a few readings that has been like um, impactful or super helpful for you? Um, 
I think you also in the first one told me about um, like not waiting to go to bed exhausted. And as someone who um, I go through periods of not having amazing sleep. And so that has actually really helped me to give myself more wind down time. So yeah, and my partner kind of laughs at me. I was like, "Stop! This is part of my strategy." Right, so exactly. <laughs> I'm like supposed to be in bed. As as it gives like us permission. It's also like it gives us permission to be like, "No, no, this is part of my thing." Like you know, you know, it's part of my chart, so it gives me a reason to be able to lean into it. Yeah, that's so awesome. that's that's been helpful. Yeah, yeah, manifestors really need like projectors. Similarly, they need like time to really like wind it down in bed horizontal before they try to go to mm-hmm. sleep so that's awesome yeah well thank you so much for doing this it's so fun talking to you and seeing your face again and um thank you for having me yeah it is it's been fun I'm excited to see the whole series yeah I think I want to do more of these just because I think it's just so many like big concepts sometimes it's hard to think about like how to actually put it into practice in the day-to-day life um and also just like good reminders of how to put it into practice in day-to-day life and what that looks like for a lot of different people like even though we've talked about three different energy types I feel like there's been bits of every interview that can be helpful to any energy type so that's really cool so thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this with me I really appreciate it of course so good to see you you too I'll see you soon okay bye oh wait um you're a naturopath in Sacramento, right? In Oakland, California. In Oakland. But but and virtual, so really. <laughs> so really anywhere. So it would work people... for Sacramento as well. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, you can shoot me an email at Catherine at RemedyNaturalMedicine.com. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Bye. Thank you.